you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 58 of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know. And thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed our, our previous episode, the um, memorial episode for Stan Lee's passing. Um, if you haven't checked that out yet, please do go and have a listen to that. You can find that uh, wherever you pick up your podcasts. So just make sure you pop along onto whichever app you're using and scroll down the list and you'll see it right there. Um, we're back again. We're feeling good. Um, we've got a very special guest with us as well, who I'm going to introduce to you in a moment. Um, but first of all, if he's finished chewing on his fucking nuts or whatever shit it was he was eating, Rich Kid, the rustling kid, is in the house. Rich Kid. What's happening? I'm still sad about Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still upset about Stanley. I'm, I'm comf- I, was, I, was, I was comfort eating. <laughs> you know what you know what quickly quickly like to, to anybody who's going to listen to the podcast that we did yesterday in memorial of stanley me and jason actually forgot to add one story and we'll probably tell the story on the next podcast but we actually got the chance to to actually uh have a sit-in on a q a with stanley jay i don't know how we forgot that you know yeah I don't, I, it's funny after we finished recording i was like oh damn mm. we didn't mention the um you know the uh, Q and A session uh, yeah, that we got yeah. to attend, but yeah, definitely we'll we'll do that on the next one for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. we'll be chatting about co- uh, conventions and stuff anyway. Um, yeah. But anyway, listeners, um, as you know, the Russian kid is here. But as I said, we also have a very special guest with us. Um, we're delighted to to welcome along Marquita to the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Marquita is a cosplayer. She's a gamer. Um, she's been a big fan of our show, and she's been a great support to us as well since we ever since we started, really. So, Marquita, welcome. Thank you for coming along. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, it sounds, it feels, feels very formal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we no, tried no, no, to no, give it time. We, give, yeah. it time <laughs> give it time. Yeah, Jason, give it time. Just give it time. <laughs> we, we, tried, we tried to give the veneer of professionalism over here, but it's just a veneer. Right. So once you scratch okay. on the surface, you'll see it's all fucking chaos, really. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. good to finally be here. It's only taken a few years. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. This thing. I, was just, I was just here just eating. <laughs> yeah, um, listeners, we've, we've known Marquita now for um, a couple of years and it's, it's been a pleasure to have her um, as a, a friend and somebody who, you know, comes to us with... Uh, comes with us to a lot of social events and, and a lot of the geeky things that we do. Um, and yeah, we've, we've been trying to twist her arm to come onto the show and, and she's finally agreed. So um, we're going to try and be as nice as possible to her and we expect you to do the same as well. So um, yeah, shut up, sit down and listen to what she has to say. Cause um, 
she's got a lot of interesting experiences to share with you. Um, but yeah, Marquita, um, I mean, I guess we've got to start with the obvious question, really, which is, um, you know, how did you kind of first get into to geek culture, really? Was there like kind of a, um, a gateway thing that you started with? Was there a comic book that you first remember reading or a TV show or something like that? Um, I, my mum, to be honest, she is a massive anime fan. Okay. And back in the day, like, yeah, so like when I was really like tiny, like let's say like four or five years old, I was, I shouldn't have been, but I was watching her, her anime that she used to buy and have on, on the VHS in the house. So I was watching things like, um, A Legend of the Overfiend, Rotsoka Doji and, watching things like Ninja Scroll, um, Tank Police, Gaiva, all of that. Mm-hmm. I think at the age that I was, but she never knew, so Wait, it was fine, isn't it? <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Go, go on. Con- continue. No, no, continue. Yeah, this so... Is, yeah. What? Are you going to ask the a cat. question? Or? No, 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 the cat, the cat, the cat. Just continue. I'm oh. just gonna, uh, you continue talking, <laughs> don't worry. The cat. <laughs> so... So that was that was really my first sort of first, or my first foray really into the anime sort of geek world, and then um, I started watching child safe <laughs> animations mm. like Pokemon and Dragon Ball, and then I had a couple of years how I wasn't, and then I came back maybe when I was about seventeen, and I started watching. Bleach, Bleach got me back into anime, um, so I binge watched that. Then that finished, and then ever since then, I've just been watching all the shonens, apart from One Piece, because I refuse to sit down and watch eight thousand episodes of anything at this current moment in time. <laughs> and that, and that's here we are. I never, it wasn't really much of a. I was never. I've never been a like a comic book fan. Like I never really watched any or or DC related but it's so commonplace and my mom knew so much information if I had any questions I would just ask her and she would like just list it off the top of her head because her older brother used to collect the comics and she used to steal them from him and read them when she was little so Mm. she would just tell me things and then I would watch well I would watch like Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man you know the original X yeah the classics Mm. That was my yeah. that was my cartoon life growing up. So so your mom so you said your mom reads comics. Well, she, she used to like when she was when, yeah, and then it was more of an anime, and then yeah. but like she she like she knows all like the old backgrounds of things from yeah, years ago. Like, your mom your mom sounds kind of fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, no, interesting, so... interesting. That's it, really. That's cool, man. I mean, it sounds like it was a real kind of family affair for you, really, in terms of your your introduction to all of this kind of thing. And it, it, it I can't lie, it makes me kind of jealous because it's like I wish I had like, family <laughs> like that who would, um, you know, encourage me to get into kind of comic books and, and anime and things like that. You know, it was all kind of a, a journey of self-discovery, really, for, for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess it, it kind of shows how, you know, these kind of things... Um, can be more enjoyable when you you share the a, a common interest with your parent. Um, you know you can gain much much more from that. Um, 
because I know with uh, I mean listeners obviously we we know Marquita um, for a period of time but um, you know you're uh, quite a, a keen cosplayer and you're into cosplay um, and uh, yeah. you've been to comic cons before in in, in cosplay um, and your mum cosplays um, from time to time as well I mean does she tend to do it yeah. every every comic con or or is it just uh, a now and again thing that she does? Um, well, we both we both started cosplaying at the same time. I think we'd come to a few comic cons, and then one one month we just thought, you know what, let's do it. Everyone else does it, so we did it. And then I, my first one, my first cosplay I did was Natsu from Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. um, pink hair and all sorts. So it's a quite an interesting experience, you know, getting on. This is when we before we started driving there. Um, mm-hmm. And we would all we would get on the train and literally sit on it from one end of the Jubilee line to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would the, the looks we would get as we were walking up the high road, you know, you're dressed all in loads of random colours. I can't remember what my mum's first one was she did, but she's done Rogue. She did someone from My Hero Academy last time, um, Todoroki. Mm-hmm. And who else has she done? She's done Harlequin. Harlequin's been her favourite one. She's done that one. She's worn that one quite a few times. And she's mm. done uh, Poison Ivy as well. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, and then her boyfriend also takes part, but he doesn't really do... He just kind of does a very... His own take on, like, a an apocalypse-style person from, like, the future. Like, you know, just, like, long, dra- like... Um, coat and like a Kevlar vest and he has a massive bag and then he paints like random symbols on his face and stuff mm. so it's a yeah it's a it's fun it's fun like um I don't know what made me start doing the cosplay um I used to dress up for Halloween with a friend for quite a few years so I kind of already always had like the confidence to do it but it was just a case of finding something I wanted to dress up as and then went from that to spawned the Vegeta in various forms which I really enjoyed doing and I recently redid some of the armor so I might do that again at another event mm. and mm. yeah that's it let me okay. know cool cool um, and what would you say is, has been um, your favorite cosplay that you've done so far the, the one that you've kind of gotten the most joy out of really my favorite one was Margin Vegeta. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the Comic Con where I actually bumped into the you guys and your third yeah. person who's kind of MIA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that, yes, and that, that was the one that I got the most kind of, I, I was approached a lot for. Mm. Mm. Um, that particular um, that particular cosplay, and I also bumped into a girl who had painted herself pink and was Margin Boo, which was which was fantastic because um, of Margin Vegeta and Margin Boo, they're from the same um, arc, it's the same storyline, isn't it? So mm-hmm. that uh, was, you know uh, what? that was quite fun so, as well. So sorry to interrupt because you just said that like, they're from like the same storyline, yep. and then I was silent, and Jay went, mm. but you well, know, I don't know, I don't even know what you're talking. I I know the characters' names and everything. But like you've done yes. quite a few cosplays. What's the difference between that Vegeta that you just said is your favorite one, and let's say like yeah. another Vegeta that that you may have done? Okay, just for so the people I've out done... there who may not watch DB Dim Dragon Ball. So, so I've done Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, the first, the first half, 
uh, the first half, when he first turns up, so when him and Nappa are actually fighting the Z fighters, uh, mm-hmm. when he still has his tail, so I had a tail and I had the full armour and everything, well, not full armour, just a, a weird, girly version of it. And then after that, Margin Vegeta is uh, another storyline that happens later on. And I think that, I think is that one after Cell? Yeah. And then I didn't really watch the full Margin Boo storyline till years after it had finished because I just for some reason when it was on I was in I think it was I was in like high school when it was on so I wasn't really paying attention to it. Mm. Um and yeah so we've got Margin is a he's a weird looking creature magician thing and he like brainwashes some creature or something. I can't remember it right off the top of my head right now. But yeah, he um, actually a margin margin boo is actually very common to see on um because he's the pink with the weird looking antenna. He basically looks like a piece of bubble gum. Ah uh, yeah, I know who you're talking mind. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, yeah looks kind of, he looks like he looks, he looks a bit kind of like, dumpy in it. Like a condom, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, he's got he's actually got three evolutions because obviously it's Dragon Ball, so everybody's got to have different levels of power up in it. Um, mm. <laughs> So there's the there's the fat friendly version, which is quite common, which everyone yeah. knows. And mm. then he's has an, he has another version after that, and then he's got the which is quite um, very lean, very muscular. And then he's got another evolution after that, where he's even stronger, even more nutty and psych- psycho, and he just runs around beating everyone up, turning them into candy and eating them. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, you know who else, who else reminds me of? It's an interesting storyline. <laughs> he, he reminds me of Patrick from, from Spongebob. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, just see, I can see it right in my head right now. He yeah. looks like Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He does look like Patrick, actually. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... Well, I was trying to remember. Actually, the, the, magi- the magician is in a... It, they're, in a they're not very original when they pick these names. His name is Bibbidi, and he has a... And then, then there's Bobbidi. And then I think there was another one I can't remember. Like it was years ago. I've watched it. So yeah, like I mean, it's not. It's a bit like Bibbidi Bobbidi and Boo. So mm. you got Bibbidi <laughs> Bobbidi and then Margin Boo. So there we go. <laughs> There's the connection. Um, and then I did from Dragon Ball Super. I did Vegeta in Blue, Super Saiyan Blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> Is that uh huh? <laughs> My eyes. Those are the three versions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> the blood boil, oh, but right. yeah. <laughs> that was and uh, so those were the three that I did. But the margin video was my favorite. Okay. Alrighty. Cool. 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 Yeah. I mean, um. In terms of like what your cosplay process is, um, do you kind of yeah. have a specific set of um, characters that you want to, to cosplay and then you, you kind of pick one out of those? Or is it that you just get inspiration, you know, one morning when you wake up and you go, oh, I should do a cosplay of this guy? Or, you know, is there kind of a process there or is it just like a random thing is basically what I'm asking, I suppose? Um, usually it's from something I've been watching recently. Um, like my last cosplay was Edelgard from How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Mm-hmm. It only appeared in appeared in it like two or three episodes out of 12. Um, like I thought she was a really cool character and that was my first attempt at making um, 
um, a weapon, which mm, I think okay. turned out pretty well, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing pictures. Yeah. yeah, it was... Uh, I, I tend to just pick, I don't know, if it's a question with something I've never done before and I want to try and have a go at it, then I, I will, that will stick in my mind. Um, if the character is badass, then that will usually stick in my mind. Also, I quite like to choose, like say if it's quite a popular anime, so like uh, My Hero Academy at the moment is a really big one. And I did uh, Yo-Yo... Uh, Momo Yayarozu, who is one of the characters, but she's not one of the main characters. And I did her as a cosplay a couple, couple, yeah, a couple Comic Cons ago. And quite a few people actually recognised me and was as the character and was like, "Oh, that's a really good, um, it's a really good anime. You've done well." And and I like that because you see too many of the too many people like to do the main characters. So you know, every Comic Con you're gonna have it's like. How many Harleys from Suicide Squad can you have? Do you know what I mean? Like it's that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Mm. Um, and then there's also like you know you count how many Deadpool's you're gonna see. You can count how many Spider-Man's you're gonna see. You can same with the anime. You can count how many um, really bad Vegeta wigs you're gonna see. Really bad Goku <laughs> wigs you're gonna see. Um, and like there's so many of the main characters from My Hero Academy. There's a million Deku's. There's a million Todoroki's because these ones they're just I guess they're main characters because everyone finds them so lovable and that's why they want to cosplay them. But I tend to try and go for the more sort of, you know, the person's there, but just a bit more like something that's, I try to do something that I haven't really seen wandering around Comic-Con, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that, that's something that, I mean, me and, and Rich have always kind of said in, in, all the years we've been going to cons is that you know as much as as cosplay is a wonderful thing and you know mm. a great way for people to kind of express their 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 love for um whatever it is they're geeky about and and express you know part of the their own personality you do tend to get a lot of as he said deadpool you know um harley quinn and there isn't much originality there it, it's you know it, it's almost like you can do cosplay bingo and you can have yes. like a list of characters <laughs> on a card. And go, yep, you're going to see one of those. 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 And, and I suppose it's, you know, it, it's understandable. Those, those characters and those things are popular. So of course people are going to want to, to naturally gravitate towards that, but it's always, you know, the more we've kind of gone to conventions, the more it's, the more that we found that it's the original cosplays that have kind of caught the eye more for yeah, us and, yeah. and you know the way yeah. people kind of have, have approached that i mean you would agree right rich oh yeah well the thing is i mean if you think about it like like you said we, we, you know you see like what a dozen harley quinns and a dozen deadpools and you know a dozen captain americas but there's there's some there's actually nothing better there's no, no better feeling than you know when you see somebody and nobody's paying them attention but you know who that character is when you ask them to take a picture or you, or you call them, like, obviously you don't know them by name. So if somebody is, say, dressed up like, remember that kid, the, the Comic-Con then where basically nobody was, before Benedict Cumberbatch, this is a story that people, mm. listeners, before Benedict Cumberbatch had been <laughs> casted as, as Doctor Strange, um, we went to a Comic-Con and there was a little kid, he must have been about eight, maybe eight or nine. Um, and he was dressed up as Doctor Strange, but I'm talking like, had the mustache, had like little goatee. His mum had painted like little white little streaks in the sides of his hair to show his age. And um, and number one, he chose he'd chosen a character that 
not even adults were doing. That's number one. Number two, his costume was, I mean, amazing. Like I've I've actually never seen anybody like top his costume. Uh, and then number three, I, I'm not sure exactly what what was up with him, but there was a he was he had like crutches. So there were, he had he had some form of like some form of a affliction, uh, let's say like the lower half of his legs, in which he wasn't able to walk properly. And like you just said, Jason, and you've said as well, Marquita, where there's when people do cosplay, there's almost like there's an extension of their of their personality and who they choose and and what and what they and what they put and who they portray. I remember being at that con and seeing loads of people and seeing quite a few good cosplayers, and I saw this guy and he stuck out. And I remember going to him. You know what? Can I take a picture of you? And I was like, "That's a really, really cool costume." And his mum turned around to us and was like, "You know, thank you. He's, he's really going to appreciate that." And it wasn't a thing of like we were just doing it because he's like a little kid. It was just a thing of that. You know what? Well done. Like you know, no one else has done what you've done. You've just gone out there and you've just you just smashed it. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's the ones that stick out. That is the ones that stick out that mm-hmm. always stay in my mind. And when and when you and when you point it out to them, like the look of happiness in their face. Is you know is is equally as satisfying as like recognizing the character that they're playing that other people might not recognize. So yeah, that's mm. that's definitely how I feel about cosplayers. Mm. Uh, mm. I saw uh, I saw actually at the last Comic Con which you guys missed, um, I saw the bon- oh, the guy from Labyrinth and um, when he's um, what is his singer? No. Uh, do you mean David Bowie's character? Have you seen Labyrinth? David Bowie, yes. Someone mm. was there dressed as his name, and I just literally looked at him and I started singing the song. And mm. then my mom was staring at me like, "What are you singing?" I'm like, "Look, it's the guy." And then he looked <laughs> at me. He started laughing and singing as well. <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, that scene where they go like, "You remind me of the babe, the babe with the power," and that yeah. that whole thing. And that was like a classic to me growing up. Like I had it on on tape, and I had it on. I think I've got it on DVD now. I made sure I upgraded. Um, yeah, like that was a fantastic film, and I've never mm. seen that, never seen that anyone cosplay him before. And I was just like, that is wicked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, man. That, that's a really cool story. Yeah, and and, and as I said, <laughs> it's definitely you know the originality that kind of stands out, and I think definitely um you know one of the things listeners to to do is to definitely check out um some of Marquita's photos. Um, she'll let you know where you can find her later on, but she's taken some really good photos of of uh, some of her cosplays that she's done in the past, and um, and also given a bit of insight into the process of actually putting a cosplay together because I think that's yeah. something that that a lot of people um, are interested in cosplay but don't really know like how to start or or where to go off the ground and. Um, you know, I think what you've done with that is is really useful to people. So, um, you know, that that was a really good idea. Was was that um, at the back of your mind when you started doing that? Just kind of showing people, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of of how you put these things together. Uh, do you know what? It wasn't really in my mind. It was just a case of I. You don't really see a lot. Like it's easy to find like um, YouTube videos on like how to sew things and how to do this, that, and the next. But you don't see much. Like cosplay is not like a proper well okay well not for me anyway I'm sure for some people it is that I follow they do some really elaborate stitching and sewing um on their gowns and things so um like there's so much last minute in cosplay so like your hot glue gun is your um your holy grail kind Mm. of thing Mm -hmm. 
so you get you just you just learn to get creative with it like um I completely forgot the Lady Legacies I did a, a version of Raven from Teen Titans Go all the the jewelry that I did was made from hot glue hmm. and I yeah I made a video and I put that on that's on my my YouTube um and yeah that was just like uh, all I could think was how can I make this because I don't want to buy a resin kit because I just I don't see myself making it much more jewelry in the future so I had a hot glue gun um colored hot glue sticks so I just bought glitter sticks and just started messing about basically mm. Mm. and then filmed it and put it up and then I've also got a uh, a full an, a regular raven with a with the um is it the more of the original um, an older raven yeah it's not raven from teen titans um mm. it's a much older raven with the she's got the long um like navy blue or dark purple gown and yeah. and cloak that i was gonna i was gonna do at, i've got for another for like the comic con in october when it's really cold because that's like pure velvet and just ridiculously warm so mm. I'll, I'll probably wear that next year or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that makes sense that makes sense and it's funny i was i was just about to ask you about that as well about coping with the cold because i know where um, yeah. that's one thing when i'm queuing up to go to a con and i see that costumes i'm like wow i don't know how you're coping yeah. with that mate because that, <laughs> that cold is serious yeah that cold it's, is serious, it's uh and maybe we're um the, the women are probably a bit more thick-skinned since if when you're lining up outside of a club and you're freezing cold anyway you get used to it <laughs> Yeah, that's what it point. feels like. <laughs> good, point. good point. Yeah, cool, man. Well, thank you for giving us that that little bit of an insight there into um, kind of the the cosplay process and all of that. Um, Marquis is sticking around with us, so we're we're gonna move on and talk a little bit about a couple of um, the new trailers that have come out. Um, you know, as uh, Marquis said at the top of the show, she's she's kind of interested in. Um, anime and, and animation and, and animated series and things like that as well. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the, the big animated trailers that have come out recently because we've missed quite a few of them. Um, now, granted, some of these we're really interested in and some of them not so much. So bear in mind that our takes <laughs> on these trailers may be reflective of that. Um, but you know what? We'll go into it anyway. So the uh, big one that we got, um, which was released just today, in fact, um, was not even really an animation, but I, I guess is a live action version of an animation, which is uh, Tim Burton's adaptation of Dumbo. Um, so we got, uh, uh, I guess, I mean, they don't even release teaser trailers anymore. I guess this is a full trailer because it was like two minutes long, wasn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we got the first full trailer today. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, although I kind of felt like I'd seen the movie already. I know you, um, you know, when we were talking off air, Marquita, you were saying you, you felt like you, you didn't get that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, for, for me, it looked pretty good. It was kind of what I expected. Um, and I suppose I'm kind of looking forward to it. But, um, but I'll ask you too. Um, Rich, uh, did you get a chance to check out Dumbo? And you know, what what did you think of it? Do you have any kind of expectations for the movie and, and where it's going to go? Um, yeah, I, I saw the trailer. Um, I thought it was okay. To be fair, I, I've I think I've only seen the cartoon of Dumbo once, if I mm. if I have seen it, and um and I and I don't, and I'm not really a fan of it. To to be fair, the the trailer mm. looked interesting. Um, to be honest, give me two seconds. Sorry. Down now, get out. 
And um, to be fair, the, 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 the one thing that did get me interested in, in wanting to see the film was when I saw Michael Keaton. I was like, hey, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton back together. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's not Beetlejuice, but hey, I, I'll see it. Um, so that was, the, that was the main thing that got me interested in wanting to see it. And, um, and Colin Farrell. Like, I, I think Colin Farrell is somebody who's, he's kind of revitalised his career in, in the past few years since he left his bad boys, um, bad boy ways behind um, a, a little while back and, you know, settled down and had a kid and whatnot. But um, in essence, I mean, like, the, the, the whole story of, like, the, the flying elephant and the, the feather and, and that stuff, it, it just didn't do anything for me. And, and I think because I feel that way about the cartoon, I think that's, that's also, like, kind of just followed on to, like, this live adaptation of, of the film. Um, mm. So, I mean, it's probably something that I will have to see or will see because of, 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 of obviously, because of Luca. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not excited to see it. I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I want to see it. And if, and if anything, if I do want to see it, um, I'd only want to see it because of the crows. But you've told me the crows aren't in it. <laughs> so, I have no need to see it. I want to see some good old racism up on my TV. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> people, are too, people are too easily offended these days, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. No, listen, mate. No, Disney ain't stupid, bro. They ain't yeah. Too... <laughs> they... <laughs> yeah, they were like, what? What's that? Oh, the crows are racing? Okay, let, let, let's just disappear the crows. Then. Yeah, nobody <laughs> needs to know about that. There's a reason why you don't hear them talk about Song of the South no more, man. That, that, they buried that in deep... <laughs> Deep. Yeah. <laughs> deep, deep south. They buried it yeah. in deep, deep south. Like, they, did. Yeah. they did. They buried that in the swamps in the south and was like, yep, put some put some bloody um concrete in his boots <laughs> and stick him down in the swamp so he could never resurface again. Um, Marky, how about you, man? What what did you think of Dumbo? Did you think it was a good trailer? Um, um I thought it was cute, I guess. Um, I mean the Dumbo animation itself looks pretty decent. Uh, the lion looked a bit dodgy, but mm. um, apart from that, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go with what Rich says. Like, I'm waiting for the crows to turn up because that's probably the <laughs> only the main thing that I remember out of the the animated thing at the movie. But to be honest, Dumbo's not high on my list on favorite Disney films. I have to say, so <laughs> mm. it's not really something I'm gonna be. I mean, I'll watch it, like, if it's on Sky Movies or something in a couple of years when it comes out, but I probably won't go out of my way to see it in the cinema. Like, I feel like there's some other movies they could probably do live action that doesn't, like, you know, Dumbo is not, like, the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I guess for me, um, Dumbo's a little bit more, has a little bit more of a sentimental place in, in my heart because it's one of the Disney movies that I would be forced to watch religiously with my little sister when she was very young. Um, mm-hmm. And so there were, you know, there was Dumbo, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin and The Lion King. And we watched those four. Oh, Aladdin. <laughs> Love that film. Love that film. <laughs> I was, and I always had to sit there and watch them with her. And if I tried to move, she would scream the place down. So I had to sit there and watch them all. But, um, <laughs> but to be honest, I didn't have to try that hard because I'm slightly a Disney fan anyway, and always have been. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Dumbo. It was was never really kind of like high, high, high on my list. But um, but I do yeah. think it's kind of a sweet story and. 
Um, they look like they've kind of captured, as they've done with most of their live action adaptations so far, they look like they've kind of captured the spirit of, of the original cartoon. Um, so that'll appeal. Um, and, you know, these live action remakes are making Disney a shit ton of money. So like, they're, they're going to keep doing yeah. them. Like they're, they're going to keep on coming. So whatever your favorite cartoon was from, um, you know, that era, you're, you're going to get a live action version of it guaranteed, I think. So, so yeah, we wait and see when that one comes out. I think that one is, um, am I right in saying the summer 2019? I think it's Yeah, June. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's summer 2019. When does it, does it come out before or after Aladdin? Before. Uh, good question. Before. Yeah, because I think Aladdin yeah. comes out a bit later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Aladdin is like October or November, something like that. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, so, I'll definitely go yeah. watch Aladdin, but I don't know. Dumbo is just not high on the list at this moment. <laughs> definitely not high on the list. Yeah. So did you guys ever watch Hercules? That I always felt, just yes. a bit sidetracked, I always felt Hercules was a very underrated Disney film. Mm, and I think yeah, that I could like do well as a live action. Could very mm, well do well. Yeah. Like, I could, I could recite that whole film by word for word and sing along to it. Like... <laughs> But it's a fantastic film. I feel they should live action that one. That would be great as like a musical. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, quick question. So who, who would you make as Hercules? Who would I put just as Hercules? Brain- yeah, just a quick brainstorm. I don't know. I need I I really want I I want I want fresh blood on the screen, so I'd have to tell them yeah. to like, you know, like you need to find somebody who's kinda like who can who's kinda skinny but not too skinny that he can't do the big beef up as he does it in the film in the in the animated you know kind of motion so you'd have mm. to do like a you know like you do like a captain america on him you know when they had him look really needy and then yeah. had him buffed out as regular yeah so i i want some i want someone who's like that i don't know to just come on the screen and wow me but then yeah. i think the ca- the characters such as like the muses and that could be proper like soul divas who actually have some standing and yeah, they could yeah. they could do it because they're quite a prominent feature in the film anyway. Mm, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would go with Unknown if it was me as well. I, I don't think it works when you try and cast big names in these um, in these types of roles. You, you need somebody who's um, fresh to the audience, um, who doesn't mm. come with no baggage and, you know, somebody that they can take at face value and, and um, you know, deal with from that, that point. Um, I suppose if you had to pick somebody to answer Richard's question, um, probably maybe Zachary Efron or someone like that. Um, possibly him because he, he kind of has the the and he can chops. sing sort of. He can sing he a bit. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's yeah. good at looking. He's good at looking a bit vacant as well. So um, you know he can do that. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, and, maybe and, and his, his comedic timing. Type. His comedic timing is really good as well. Like I, th- I think actually, yeah, he's very, be- very underrated as a comedian, as a yeah. comedian or comedic actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a, he's a good actor actually. Once I started mm. watching him outside of the High School Musical lot, I realized yeah, he has quite a good talent. Um, he mm. just needs some some be- some more serious roles, I think, and that will really push him as a as an actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. But yeah, sorry, we got we got a bit sidetracked there. No, no, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, we always try and make time for a little bit of sidetracking, but it, it, I've just got to bring us back on the tracks every now and again. Um, so yeah, the next trailer we can talk about was um, Toy Story Four, which is one that um, I. It's funny because if you go by social media, 
Toy Story 4 is, on the one hand, really anticipated, but on the other mm. hand, there's like this whole group of people going, why are you making a Toy Story 4? Mm. Because, you know, the ending of Toy Story 3 was so perfect that yeah. there was really, you know, it kind of felt like that was a genuine conclusion to that story and that there was no need to kind of go any further. So for me, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, where they're going to go because the Toy Story series is... For me, you know, it's one of the best movie trilogies ever in terms of the, mm -hmm. the quality of each film just getting better and better and better as, as they went along. It's it's um, amazing, you know. So, yeah, I, I was I was quite surprised when they said they were going to do a fourth one. But then I suppose because it makes so much money, they were always going to do a fourth one anyway. But um yeah, I kind of like the idea of of uh, a fourth Toy Story now, and that trailer that we got just seemed to capture everything that we love about the original Toy Story series. So I'm pretty much sold on it, to be honest. Um, but what about you two? I mean, um, Marks, are you a big fan of Toy Story? Did did you enjoy the the Toy Story trilogy, and and what do you make of Toy Story four? Yeah, I mean. Toy Story itself was pretty groundbreaking as a film anyway. You know, I think it was one of the first fully CGI'd film. Didn't it take them like a good, quite a few years to make the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, very, for that in that respect alone, I mean, it is pretty groundbreaking. I loved, um, you know, Buzz and Woody, they're, you know, fantastic characters, Mr. Potato Head. You know, you can, you can still remember all of them off the top of your head years and mm. years later. Um, I felt quite nostalgic when I watched number three. I was a bit shocked when they said they were going to do a four. I'm like, like, how much more can you push Woody and Buzz? Like, let's be, mm. um, let's be realistic here, innit? And then I literally only, because you know me, I don't really watch trailers. Mm. And if I do watch them, I've watched them by accident in the cinema. Uh, so I watched the, 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 the little short that they did today. So, and from the, is it the duck and the, yeah, the duck and the bunny. Mm -hmm. and yeah. the, the, at the fair. And, the, the the dialogue between them seemed very grown up for a Toy mm. Story film. Mm. So I'm wondering it, how, one, are these two characters actually going to be in the film or are they just kind of there for the short, like a thing? They're just doing a thing in it or are, uh, like, because if that's going to be the dialogue throughout the whole film, what's their real target audience here? <laughs> mm -hmm. Because kids are not going to understand what these two are talking about. And... Yeah. It, it was always very strange, very funny to me that I have my younger cousins when they're running around with Buzz and Lightyear and I'm um, Buzz Lightyear as toys. And I'm like, you lot literally just saw number three and have like run, like gone run away with this. Like you don't know the whole, there's, there's two other movies here that you haven't seen. <laughs> so mm. I, I always find it quite, I'm just, I just don't really understand how they're going, what they're going to do with it. Like, where are they going to go with Toy Story 4? I just, I just, I'd probably need to, they're probably going to release another trailer. So I guess we'll find out a little bit more about the actual storyline eventually. But it looks mm. interesting for now. Mm. Yeah, I think, as I said, I, I feel like it's kind of managed to capture the, the kind of spirit of the original um, trilogy. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess like you, I, I felt like I was a bit like, oh, where do we go from here? Because I said the ending is, is, of Toy Story 3 is is so perfect, you know, so it, it's yeah. strange that they've gone back to the well again. But, um, yeah, the new characters are called Ducky and Bunny, um, oh. and they're voiced by uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. 
Um, so American listeners will know who they are. That's Key and Peele, um, the popular com- comedians um, who had a show on Comedy Central. But Jordan Peele is a name you'll recognize as he was the director of Get Out. Um, um, and yeah, you know, they, they've kind of seemed to have been able to to work their their particular comedy shtick into these characters. But um, as you said, there, there's kind of a, an adult vibe with them, um, which is, yeah, a bit, it takes you it takes you back a bit when you first see it in the trailer, you know? But um, yeah, be interested to see how they kind of fit in and stuff. Um, Rich, mm. you're the only one here who's got a kid, so we, we need to ask you this one. Um, how does Luca kind of react to Toy Story? Is he a fan of that at all? And do you think he'd be interested in Toy Story 4? There was a point when he was into it, and then he just left it behind. And then, and and the only, you know, the only thing he really goes back to now is usually The Incredibles, Big Hero Six. Um, well, I mean, I mean, this this is this is from Pixar, but mm. but yeah, but we have we haven't watched um, um Toy Story in in in, in a good little while. Mm. Um, and to be fair, I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, there's three Toy Story films. I don't think I've even seen all three of them. Um, like I enjoy watching them, but it's weird. I've never been that person to, you know, once again to be like, oh my god, like Toy Story. Yeah, I can't wait. But then when I watch it, I think mm. I saw which one. I think I saw the third one, which is the one where they're trying to sneak around, and the, and the guard and the security guard is a monkey. Toy Story symbols. Listen, that one gave me that. That gave me joy. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me joy. That, mon- that, that monkey had me. Brilliant. Yeah. That scene yeah. is brilliant. That brilliant. monkey had me. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I mean. It's weird because I I saw the two trailers. Um, I saw the Ducky and Bunny one yesterday, and I mm. saw oh. the the other one the day before. And I actually, the the teaser one where it's them doing the whole where they're all holding hands and it's like the spoon that's been made up to be a toy. I mean, it it had a nostalgic feeling for me because I was like, oh, I know I know who they are and I know the story behind them. But once again, like I said, because I've seen number three, yeah, yeah, I've seen number three because yeah, because Andy gives the toys away at the end and everything. I remember now. And I remember I slightly cried. Um, <laughs> so, so the same thing. Like I remember reading about them making number four, and then mm. seeing the teaser for it and going like, "Why? Yeah, I, I don't know what you're gonna do." But then when I watched the Ducky and Bunny, I was like, "Yeah, this oh. is funny. Like, mm. like this, this is actually really cool." And the weakest, maybe I'm being a bit too much of a critic, but the weakest part of that Ducky and Bunny um, teaser trailer is when Buzz and is when Buzz and Woody come into it. Like up until yeah. that point, I was like, yeah, like, like they just seem to be really, they, like, you know, the Ducky and Bunny, like, you know, is, is Key and Peel. They've been working together for years. So, and, and it, you can see that we had it going back and forth. And I loved it. And then when Buzz and Woody came in, it almost spo- spo- spoiled the flow for me. And mm. I was like, yeah, really? I, I, I don't know. Oh. I, I probably will see it because, you know, it's, it's a, a cartoon and it's merchandise and Luca probably won't leave me alone until until he until I take him. So mm. we'll, we'll we'll see oh. how it goes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man, fair enough. Well, listeners, let us know what you thought of Toy Story Four as well, and if you're excited for it. Um, we'll let you know at the end of the podcast how you can get in touch with us. So make sure you listen on to the end of the recording, um, and you'll find out all of the details there. Um, we've got another animated trailer as well that came out recently. Now, admittedly, I didn't see this, so Rich, you're going to have to take the reins on this one. Um, but I know this was one that you took uh, Luca to see when the original came out, and he enjoyed it, and you enjoyed it. So um, I feel you should take the floor 
with this one, and that's the Secret Life of Pets too. Oh Jesus! Um, like you, you're so, going, yeah. you, you're building me up. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I haven't done no research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Now, now, Secret Life of Pets. Now, see, that's funny. Um, I, you know, I, I always get like DreamWorks, Disney, Pixar, all of those people mixed up. But um, I, I think Secret Life of Pets is done by DreamWorks. I think. Uh, I think it might be Illumination. Hold on, I'll check. I'll check. Or Illumination, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> so many animation houses these days. Hmm. But Secret Life yeah. of Pets, the first one, listen, that film is serious. Too much joke. Kevin Hart kills it. In fact, everybody in that show, everybody in that film kills it. And um, and this second one, like I was saying, is like you see the trailer for Secret Life of Pets 2. And it's and it's basically you get reintroduced to the character of Max, um, who's played by CK CK Lewis in the first one, and I think it was in the second. Louis CK, yeah, it's okay, a, it's yeah, a, yeah, Louis CK, yeah. It's illumination. Okay, no, yeah. you got to say you got to say it properly though. It's not illumination. It's illumination. Ha- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, <laughs> banana. <laughs> Oh man! In fact, in fact, let, 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 before I even continue with this, the whole trailer, let me tell you something. Despicable Me Three had me and the boy for a good few months just walking around talking like millions. I'm not even gonna lie; I was proud. <laughs> he was walking around just falling out for no reason and talking like a million. I was busting up. I was like, "Yeah, that's my boy." <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, so back back to the teaser. So, and you're introduced, you're reintroduced to the character of Max. Um, mm. And his his um, his owner, who didn't really play a big part in the first film, um, seems to have a bit of a, a, a bigger part in this trailer. And she takes him to the vet and he ends up basically meeting all these other animals in the vet. And some of them start, start off being normal and then basically you find out that going to the vet is quite a, a traumatic experience for somebody for some of these animals. So there's one cat in particular that Max starts talking to. And the cat start the cat starts saying, "Oh yeah, I'm really, really cool and everything." And then you find out that the cat is a is you know hypersensitive and you know and suffering from anxiety and you know starts you know grabbing onto its owner and saying, "Why don't you love me? Why don't you love me?" And then you see a couple of a, a couple of other animals there um, that Max interacts with, and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't want to be here." Um, but it just felt there was just something about it. It just felt just really familiar, mm. and I think it's because. At the end of Secret Life of Pets, there's a, a nice ending to that part of the story instead of a closing, which is what we got from Toy Story 3, which is the reason why the Toy Story 4 teaser trailer doesn't do anything for me because like, as far as I'm concerned, the story's been told. Um, but one thing that I have found um, really, really interesting is that something they're doing for Toy Story 4 and, something, and the same thing for um, Secret Life of Pets 2, they're going to be releasing character trailers hmm. so whereas with like toy story 4 you got the duck and bunny um, um teaser trailer they're going to be releasing releasing other trailers for other characters in a film and they're actually going to be doing the same thing for secret life of pets too so i'm actually quite interested to see if they're going to be just you know introducing new characters or they're going to be bringing in characters from you know that you that you that you saw from the first one um but i'm i'm super excited for this um and i mean secret life of pets i mean let's put this way illumination are really starting to cement themselves as like a really good animation house. Hmm. Uh, uh, you know, at some point it was just Pixar that was just killing it. But Illumination oh. is doing really, really well. 
DreamWorks seeming to be doing really, really well as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, this one I can't wait to see. I, I, I'm so I'm actually really, really excited. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Well, you've sold me, so yeah, I'll go and check it out. Um, uh, Marquita, were you familiar with Secret Life of Pets? Did you watch the original? And um, no, I didn't. I want. It was one of those movies I wanted to watch, but I just never quite got around to it. But it's. It sounds like it's pretty pretty good, so I might try and get a watch of the first one over the next couple of months, and then see when the second one comes out. Probably watch that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I've got Spies in Disguise on my list. Um, I thought <laughs> that was bizarre. I don't even know what to make of what I saw there. Um, Marquita, I know that that you kind of, I sense that you kind of have a few thoughts on this one. Um, I love so it. Take the lead on that one, but yeah, <laughs> like I love it. Um, I was I was on Facebook and I saw like the I saw it come up and it was like Will Smith and Tom Holland and I'm like, hold on, why is Will Smith making a movie with Tom Holland? I didn't even realize that they were making other films aside from you know Will Smith jumping out of airplanes and Tom Holland in um, Spider Man. So uh, when I saw this, I was like, okay, start watching it. You know, it's the animated. It's very Will Smith, cool, suave. And then next thing you know, he's a pigeon. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It was just so random. Like, I wasn't expecting any of it. And then when he's fighting the female pigeon off of him, I'm like, it's Will Smith, but he's a pigeon. Like, it just doesn't... There was so much going on, I didn't know how to feel, but I definitely need to watch that film. Like, because I just don't... I don't understand how we got from sexy, cool Will Smith to sexy, cool pigeon Will Smith. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm definitely I'm definitely going to watch that that looks so and it, it took me completely like it, it shocked me because I would one I would never ex- I don't know why I don't think I would ever would have expected to see Tom Holland and Will Smith in a film together mm. Mm. yeah so I was like okay cool because I yeah I'm, I'm definitely I'm down for it I'm going to watch it it looks like it's just going to be hilarious mm. Cool, man. Cool. Um, Rich, did you want to add anything to that? Because I have nothing to add because I said I, that trailer just baffled me. So, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can add this. The same thing. I, I saw Will Smith. I saw Tom Holland. And I was like, what? And live action? I was like, no, the animation. I was like, oh, wow. Um, and I, I didn't finish the trailer. Like, it, you, know, you know what it was? No, seriously. You know what it was? He got changed into the pigeon. I was like, what? Listen, let me turn this off. I was just like, yeah, this, I'm just going to handle it, man. I was like, what nonsense is this? Just get vexed. I just got mad from nowhere. I was like, what? He just threw a pen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually, yeah, so I haven't finished the trailer, um, okay. and I'm not even joking. I threw a pen. I watched. It, I saw this at work. Mm. It was on my phone, and like you know, it popped up on like you know, um, somebody posted it in one of the groups, and it was at the at the corner of my eye, and then like literally, the, it changed to a pigeon. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I think I'll wait for more trailers to come out for that and and read a bit more about it before I can. But as it stands right now, um, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> cool fair enough fair enough um well yeah yeah i mean we'll we'll move on from that because i said i i have nothing to add listeners sorry so, <laughs> so you're not really gonna get anything out of me on that one um but, so we are gonna talk about um oh we'll go to into the spider-verse um the final trailer now um for me i mean 
for those of you listening to the podcast, you know, we talked about the the original teaser trailer launch when that came out a couple of months ago. Um, I was sold from then. Um, when the second trailer came out where they uh, did the reveal of Spider-Gwen, I was sold again. Um, now we've got a final trailer, which is introducing us to Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir and everybody else. And like, I'm so ready for this film. Like, I literally am like, just put me in the cinema now and I'll sit down in the cinema and I'll wait till December until that film comes on or whatever shit I have to watch in the meantime, I'll watch all that shit in the meantime and I'm good because <laughs> I need to see this movie. So, um, yeah, I've got, again, I've got nothing else <laughs> apart from that. Like, just bring me the film. I'm, 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 my body's ready. My mind's ready. My soul is ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rich and, and Marquita, do you, are you this hype for Into the Spider-Verse or am I just being silly because I'm a silly Spider-Man fan? I don't know. <laughs> you can go um, first, my Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. Like, I quite like, I'm, I, I, I wasn't too sure about the animation style when I saw the first trailer. Um, and then I've gotten, I've gotten used to it now by the last one that I watched in the cinema, I think the other day when I went to see Assassination Nation. Um, it it just reminded me of because you all know that I love um, I love Lego games. So it just reminds me of Lego Marvel superheroes too, where like all the worlds are colliding and everybody's just all the Spider Men are all in one room because there's literally missions that I play on that game where I've got like three or four Spider Men that I have to switch between. So mm. to me, I was just like, I'm I'm watching the game in a movie. Well, not mm. quite, but that's what it felt like to me, like all the mishmash of the world. So I'm, I'm here for it. It looks pretty funny. And Spider-Ham, I mean, it's just, I don't know who decided that Spider-Man should be a pig. At what point in time that somebody was like, yay, let's do that. But that's really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Rich, where did Spider-Ham come from? Because I can't remember exactly <laughs> like when Spider-Ham was introduced. I think it was like the early 80s, but am I wrong? Yeah, no, late? no, no. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the 80s. No, it's, it's literally... He he comes from a universe that where basically is an anamorph. You know that word? Where it means where the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. What you mean. Yeah. Anamorph- <laughs> anthropomorphic is that the word? No. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know show off. Anyway, I don't know on. show off. <laughs> like animal people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And basically, and it's a universe um, where all of the characters are you know are, are animals. So I think. I think like um, the Punisher might be like a might be like a cow or something like that, and then obviously you've got <laughs> Peter, Peter Porker, you know, as, as Spider Ham, and, and and I think I think if I remember correctly, I mean this is years ago, it actually started off as just a just a parody part of a parody comic, mm. and then it got and then it actually got quite popular, and then like you know then where in in in, in recent years they've really started to feed into the fact that you know there's Earth six one six. Um, oh. You know, and you know, then and then Earth this one and Earth that one, and they're like, okay, what well, this one actually exists. So, like the first teaser trailer for this film, um, I wasn't I wasn't that impressed. That the animation, it I don't know, I, it it threw me off ever so slightly. It almost seemed like it was slightly glitchy. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, and I remember Alvin saying when we did review the, the teaser trailer, where he was saying, well, it, they probably haven't even finished making the film yet. There's probably a couple of tweaks, and I think he may be right because when I did see the final trailer. Even though it's still that kind of stop animation and anima- um, that stop um, start animation thing, it does feel feel a lot smoother. 
Um, yeah. But I've been, uh, yeah. But I've been sold on this movie from the time when I heard the 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 title of it. I knew what it was going to be about because the actual story itself is part of an ongoing storyline which is happening in Marvel Comics, which started a couple of years ago, anyway. So I was super excited, and I, and I think I mentioned this. I mentioned it yesterday, and I also mentioned it in uh, when we did a review for the teaser trailer, in which basically Marvel Comics um, have created something called the Spider Verse. So, it, um, and that ties into like the way how the Marvel Universe is actually set up in itself, anyway. So basically, any type of Spider Man that you've you've ever seen or watched or bought um, belongs to an actual universe. So Tobey oh. Maguire Spider Man belongs to a particular universe. Tom Holland's Spider-Man belongs to a particular universe. Spider-Man from Japan belongs to a particular universe. And I and I just and I just I was just like, yeah, wow, I'm I'm sold on that because the original storyline that took place a couple of years ago, the sequel, the sequel to the storyline is actually happening right now. And both of them are just amazing stories. So you've got that. And then obviously you've got the whole thing of uh, you know, Mars Morales, the, you know, the, the black Spider-Man or the, you know, the, the mixed raced spider-man of yeah he's of half, half spanish isn't he yeah yeah the half latino yeah half latino half on half black being being the main hero so i mean th- th- there's a lot of stuff going for this and um this teaser trailer just seems to be ticking the boxes for for everybody um you've like mm. i said you've got spider-man noir you've got spider which is like the the spider girl and and the and the robot that she controls spider ham then you've got spider gwen yeah, I, I think I think this is really, really going to do well in the cinema. Um, if it, uh, just by going off the characters they're bringing in, let alone not even knowing what the story is about. So, I'm super excited. I'm sold. Hmm. Yeah, same here, man. As, as said, like I was sold from the day they announced this movie. I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> and then the trailers just got better and better as they came out. So, yeah, that's that's that'll do for me. Um, well, lastly, we're going to move on to um, a, a trailer, which, boy, I mean, I remember Alvin and I did a, a podcast um, earlier in the year, this year, one one of the years, um, one of the episodes when Richard couldn't make it. And um, I remember us talking about this movie because it was announced and us both kind of going, what the actual fuck? Um and we got our first trailer this week for it, and that's Detective Pikachu. Um, now, Yay. <laughs> yeah, Detective Pikachu <laughs> is the most obscure thing that they could have decided to make a live-action, big-budget Hollywood version of, because Detective Pikachu, as 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 I understand it, is an animated um, spin-off of the Pokemon series that I think they only made like. I can't remember how many episodes it was, of, but it's not a lot. I think it was like 10 or 15 episodes of this weird kind of offshoot um, anime spin-off where Pikachu is a master detective who goes around solving crimes and things like that. And you're thinking, <laughs> like, really, Pikachu? <laughs> like, Pikachu is driving around <laughs> solving crimes? Like, And I never actually saw the, uh, an episode of, of Detective Pikachu. I, I knew it existed. But I, I never saw it because I was just like, what the hell am I watching that for? Like, I, I've got Wait, it was a TV around. series. I yeah. thought it was just a game. Yeah, oh, no, they had, a, they had an actual <laughs> series for it as well. So I was like, what the hell oh. am I bothering with that for? Um, so it just seems like so ex- obscure. And the movie trailer we got this week 
was really funny and I was like oh my god like <laughs> how the hell have they pulled this off I don't understand like how <laughs> somebody explained it to me so I th saw that trailer and I think you know Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu is <laughs> an absolute masterstroke I, I don't know like how they managed to, to convince him to do that but they did um, maybe it was big bags of money maybe he's just got like a twisted sense of humor and it's just like fuck it um, but he's perfect for it. Um, the Pokemon all look kind of slightly creepy in real world, but oh. <laughs> um, like Charizard looks nuts. I was like, no, he looks that, good. that looks, yeah, that looks super creepy. He looks good. Man. Super creepy. Um, Jigglypuff looks like proper scary as well. <laughs> like a bit when Jigglypuff's on the table and it's just like kind of screwing out the camera. I was like, allow it, man. That, that's freaking me out. But you know what? I think this might actually work. And it's got um, Richard, it's got our guy from the get down, Justice Smith. Yeah, yeah Justice well. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this might work. I think, you know, when somebody says, uh, you know what, this plan is so crazy, I think it might just work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what <laughs> I think that might be the case with, with Detective Pikachu. Um, uh, Makita, you're a big anime fan, and I know you, you're a Pokemon fan as well. So, were you kind of were you taken aback by this trailer, or, or did you buy into it? I was, I was shocked, but I loved it because I, for some reason, I didn't even know they were making it. One, and then when he opened his mouth and I heard Ryan Reynolds' voice, I was sold. That was it. I was just like, Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu, and this is brilliant. And I don't know why, I, like never in a million years would I have ever thought, do you know what, who would make a good Pikachu voice? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> mm. It's just, it's just brilliant. And I loved it. I thought the trailer was um, really good. I thought the animation was, I mean, it's Pokemon. I, I don't really understand how you're going to get much better than pretty much what they're giving us. Um, Charizard looked amazing. Mr. Mime. His face looks really creepy, but yeah, he was really man. funny as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought that I just thought it just looks. Um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't expecting anything when you when you shared it with um, with us. I was just I wasn't. I was just like, oh, what the hell is this now? What have they done? And mm. I was like, it just it looks it looks like it's just going to be amazing. And this purely on the fact, even that if the the animation was shite. I would watch it just because it's Ryan Reynolds' voice coming out of Pikachu. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's, it's totally Yeah, mad. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, Rich, how about you, man? I mean, I know you're not a, a massive Pokemon fan, but um, did that trailer, I guess as a neutral, did that trailer do anything for you about um, selling this movie or would, did you just think it was nuts? Nah, sold. Sold, like, yeah. but same thing. Well, the thing you, you said that I'm not, I'm not much of a Pikachu fan. I think that's even an understatement. I, I was never a fan of Pikachu, um, Pikachu Pokemon. Um, mm. Like full stop. It, like my a, a couple of like family members were, but um, I, 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 I think I've seen maybe a bit of an episode, and and that was it. Never been a fan, but saw this and was like, yeah, this looks good. But like you said, it's just that you know whoever must have come up with the idea was was you know. Drunk and high at the same time with a little, you know, <laughs> just a little, a little smidgen of LSD. He wrote it down, handed it into somebody, and somehow that got to some high executive who was probably off his face as well, and said, "Yeah, you know what? I like this kid. Let's make this film." And then they said, "Yeah, let's get Ryan Reynolds." But the, but 
I, but for me, I think, I mean, Justice Smith, he's a guy that I've been watching since the get down. And I, it seems that his, his, his choice of roles seems to be getting, I'm not, I wouldn't say that it, 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 he's broadening his, his acting skills, but he seems to be getting a lot more comfortable on screen with mm. each role that I see him in. And so, I'm, so he's, his, his, his is actually a career that, um, that I'm actually, I've actually been following. So I'm looking forward to see how he, how he deals with this. But, um, you know, like both of you have said, Ryan Reynolds, that's it. Like, mm. I, I think if, if there's one thing that he's, that he's good at doing, it's talking. Like, if you, if you look at the majority of the films where he's actually done a good job, when you look at the character that he's played, it, it's, it's always played to his strength. Mm. And it's like, it's, it's talking, it's ad-libbing. I mean, whether you're a fan of his or not, I mean, you look at something like, let's say, Van, um, Van, Van Wilder, part of liaison, or you do... Or, uh, two guys and a two guys a girl and a pizza place, those type of mm. things. Um, Class well, talker. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. De- Deadpool. Look at Deadpool. Or um, I think one of his best films that he's ever done was a film called Buried, where it's him just in, in a coffin, where it's him basically trying to get out, and he's, he's he's stuck in a coffin in in somewhere in Afghanistan, and all he's got is a lighter and a, and a mobile phone, and it's him talking for an hour and a half. Um, it's not a funny film, but it's him just you know just acting and just talking. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, just, I was just really, I'm, I'm sold. Like he just, he just seems to be just doing Ryan Reynolds, but just coming up from Pikachu, which, which mm. I find crazy and funny at the same time. So I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for that. I'm, I'm, re- I'm gonna see it. I'm, I'm still not gonna watch the cartoon because it's just not my thing, but I will go and see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think that I think that's how a lot of people feel. Even the, the said the people I know who don't know anything about Pokemon and and are really fans and you know they watched that trailer and and were like you know what this is weird but i'm gonna go see it because it's so weird so they might well be onto a winner with that one so um detective pikachu i think is is also due out um next year i think it's early summer that that one's due out um so yeah it'll be very interesting to see how well that does um and where they market it and, and where they go with it so yeah, that'll be it. Well, that's it for the trailer talk. Um, and I guess we're going to be heading towards the end of the episode. But before we go, because we've got um, Marquita with us today on, on this episode, um, and she's been such a great sport as well. Um, Marquita, I just wanted to give you five minutes so you could um, make some anime recommendations for some of our listeners out there. Because we get a lot of people listening to us who... who you know, are asking us to talk about anime and things like that. Um, and at oh. the moment, I'm just all about Attack on Titan and nothing else. So unless it's Attack yeah. on Titan, <laughs> I'm useless to, to everybody. Um, but yeah, would, uh, just give us kind of uh, a couple of recommendations, if you don't mind, for um, animes out there for, for people who are interested in, in checking out something new, maybe, or, or something that, that came out recently. Uh, yeah, sure. Um at the moment, the full 2018 anime selection hasn't been that great, I must say. I mean, I've only been watching maybe one or two, um, or let's just say two, that are actually really good. One of them is called uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of a Bunny Girl. It's a re- it's like a slice of life, kind of a school-based one, but the main character isn't some wimpy guy like they like to usually have in his animes that just makes you cringe. Um, mm. Like, he's actually got some confidence. And it's about something weird in Japan called adolescence syndrome. Mm. I don't really get it, but it it unfolds really nicely. The relationships develop quite nice, um, nicely. They're on episode seven now. 
and that's quite good. Then uh, the other one that's out this fall that I recommend is Goblin Slayer. Um, warning on that, it does deal with some really heavy topics such as rape. Um, so if you're someone who's doesn't deal well with those kind of topics, I wouldn't watch it, but it is pretty good and pretty intense. Um, other than that, this year, Attack uh, on Titan's been great. That's a so much headology. Like you have, it's one of those animes you just have to sit and stare at the screen. Otherwise, if you blink, you're just gonna miss something, and then you got to rewind it, and you don't know what's going on now. Yeah, Megalo. Yeah, Box was a fun, a fun favorite for me this um, this year, which is about uh, it. Actually, what I found out, it's actually based on an anime that came out. I think you know quite a few years ago it's like a remake mm. actually i need um, to watch it you, you recommended it to me before so yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a boxing style anime i don't usually watch sport-based anime to be honest uh, it's not usually up my street but this was really good um and basically uh, it's about boxing but they have uh these um like megalo they're called megalo box um systems that you attach to your arms and it just makes you stronger mm-hmm. uh and it's really it's really good uh, what else was there this year that was quite, quite good for me? Overlord. Started watching that. It's on season three this year, actually. Um, so I watched it from season one. It's out. It's dubbed, too. And it's a really good dub, in my opinion. Um, that is really funny. It's basically a guy gets trapped inside of a game. You know, there's a lot of animes based on this where people get trapped inside of games. I don't understand why, but... It's actually really good. Most of them can end up quite cringy, but this one's, you know, the action's very good. The storyline's quite good as well. Um, he's basically trying to run around, find the, um, find his other, the, you know, his in his guild, he's trying to find, see if any of his other characters or his other friends that he made in his guild got trapped in the game with him. Mm. So he's basically trying, um, so that's, you know, it's, pr- it's pretty good. The animation's fantastic. The storyline, yeah, the storyline's good as well. Um, it's very, his character's quite cold-hearted and I think that's, and no nonsense, and I think that's why it's a good anime. It's not wishy-washy and it doesn't kind of just like, you, you don't have an, a main character who, who's umming and in 24-7 over things. Mm. So that's why I like that one. Um, <sighs> what else was good this year? Uh, I tried to watch Tokyo Ghoul, RE, the new one, but to be honest, it just took it took way too long to get into it. I mean, if you're a big, if you're a fan of Tokyo Ghoul, you know, give it a give it a well, maybe you'll, you'll like it. But for me, it's just taken way too long to get interesting. And even now, it's interesting. It's still not really grabbing my attention or holding me. But I'm watching it purely for the sake of I've seen it. Let me watch it. I just need to finish it. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, my Hero Academy is another. F- a really good one that's been running for quite a while now. Season three came out um, this year, and hold on. So, is, is it My Hero Academy or My Hero Academia? Are, are they the same it, thing? Okay, no. The English in English it's My Hero Academy. Yeah. In the Japanese, it's um, um, Boku no Hero Academ- Academia. That's oh, okay, why okay. it's a bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what else did we have this? Um, some of my favourites, which are they didn't really come out this year, but if you haven't heard of it, the Monogatari series, I was just reminded of this a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, mm. It's a really obscure anime. Um, 
but it's animated very bizarrely and it's very fast paced. But once you like start watching it, it's one of those ones that you can you really want to binge. But it is quite mm. it's quite heavy it's quite heavy on the brain. So if uh, you need to make sure you're actually fully paying attention because when they there's whilst whilst they're talking, there's also writing going on like in the background on the screen. So sometimes you have to pause it to read what's going on to start playing again. But it's really mm. it is really is it it's really good. Like I recommend it. Um, and if you like, you know, another favorite of mine from this year was Happy Sugar Life, which really took me by surprise. It was just like a pink-haired girl who um, was just every other episode was killing someone. It was just really bizarre. And then she had she was holding this really young girl captive in a in an apartment. Very very strange. Very very good though. And and apparently the manga was even more sort of heart wrenching than the actual anime itself. So I've started trying to read that, and as and when I have time, yeah, that's about oh. it for. Okay, um, that last one. That last one sounds a little bit like um, Perfect Blue. So is it kind of like that same type of psychological thriller type genre? It's it's um. It, it's it's strange because it starts the the it's psychological, but it starts at the end and then goes back in time. Ah, oh, right. To to lead you up to the point where, so, I mean, in the first episode, you see them and she's standing on a roof with the little girl, and the whole building's on fire, and you're like, "How the hell is everything on fire already?" And then it kind of does a rewind. And then by the end of the season, you realize, oh, so this is how they got to being on top of the roof and everything's on fire. Um, again, there are some strong themes in there, such as um, molestation um, and, and that. So if you're, you don't do too well with those topics, I wouldn't watch it. But other, other than that, it's pretty, it, I, I found it very heavy. You do feel quite sad for the girl, the main character by the end of it. And like when you if I was reading like reviews on the um on, you know because you know they usually have like a comment section after you've watched uh, that episode and people talking and a lot of the comments were like you know they cut out quite a large chunk of the manga that was that would explain why the main character is doing what she's doing mm-hmm. and now it's much more and it's much more poignant to to really fully understand it so that's why I've started reading it just to try and get a bit more a feel of the character because it was really like it was really good. For, I I thought it was fantastic. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, thanks for that, Marquita. Well, there you go, no listeners. For for those of you who um who are looking for more anime and and for fresh anime to check out, um, make sure you go and, and look up those recommendations. I guess they're all available sort of in the usual places. So one like Kiss Anime and Crunchyroll and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah, Crunchyroll, Funimation has some of them. Um, oh, actually, there's one, which I'll tell you guys, which is really funny. Sales at work. I don't remember if... Do you guys remember there used to be a program called How My Body Works that we had over here? Years oh, and yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sales at Work is basically the Japanese version of How My Body Works, and it is fantastic. Like, it started in the summer. I've been watching it. Um, it's scientifically accurate so far that I can see, and it's just fun. It's basically based around a red blood cell and a white blood cell just running around the body in different areas of the body. It's like it's just, and it's so well done, and I, I absolutely love it. It's just so funny. If you if you have anything to watch, just watch that. It is wicked. 
that's my favorite one so far. Oh, cool, mm. wicked. Yeah, yeah, that one yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah, it's weird, but it's because when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, this is like how my body works, but it's the Japanese version. It's just, it's fantastic. It's really well animated. The characters, like they, they have their own personalities, and you're just learning about the body basically as as they're running around and trying. She, she basically is a red blood cell who keeps getting lost. So as she gets lost and she goes, she walks past all the wrong body systems. They take an episode and explain what each each system does. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite clever, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds interesting. I might actually look that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'll look that one up. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, um, yeah, we're going to have to draw this episode to a close now. But um, Marquita, thank you so much for coming on and for joining us on the show. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. man. It's been wicked, really. Um where can people, you know, follow you on social media and, and have a chat with you about anime and stuff? Uh, my main social media that I use the most is um, Instagram, um, at Yellow Rage Attacks. And then ever so often I'll tweet. Um, and my Twitter is just at Yellow Rage. No attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where you can find me. And mm. uh, so ever so often, I'll uh, usually at the beginning of each anime season, I've started now posting like my favorites after I've watched a few episodes. So mm. you can always have a scroll through and see what I've recommended as well. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. And as mentioned earlier, you know, she does um, often put up uh, pictures of her cosplays and her projects in in progress with her cosplay as well. So if you're interested in that, um, definitely make sure you give her a follow on Instagram to to check those out as well. Um, But yeah, said, man, it's been a real pleasure having you. So thank you very much. Um, I I hope you'll be back with us again soon at some point. Yep, definitely. Um, You've behaved yourself enough to for us not to have to kick you out, so <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll bring you along for another episode for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go, listeners, because we've we've been here for a while, and I'm dying for a wee wee, so <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna say good night. Um, Rich kid, say good night. Wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. If you keep talking about it, it makes it worse. <laughs> and Marquita, say goodnight. Good night. And we're out of here. We'll Bye. see you next week, people. Peace. Cool. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Britpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 